0: Okay, let's start, let's start. This is our Igrishir, and I mean, it is our Igrishir ostensibly, but in fairness to the fact that this is our Igrishir, this two-parter has had a limited number of Igris in it, because in the Igrishir, we don't just look at letters. We try to look at the Rebushikta in general. That's how I'm justifying it. In any case, we did look at some letters yesterday. We're going to look at one letter today, but right now we're in the middle of a series on Rabbeinu Tfillin. We're going to finish that series today. I want to recap very quickly what we did yesterday, and then dive into today's material. So yesterday, we discussed the halachic, the Kabbalistic background of Rabbeinu Atam Tefillin. We talked about what Parshists go where, uh, what they correspond to in Kabbalah, the Meichendim and Meichend the stuff. We saw that in Shochan Ar-Kharav, the Alta Rebbe suggests that according to Rabbeinu Atam, at the very least, you've never put on Tefillin if you've never worn his Tefillin, which sounds pretty serious. And we saw a footnote from the Rebbe Nasichah which uh, brings sources to this effect. Uh, I believe in the footnote to the Sikhe, he brought a, a of a Yishenim, I think that was the source that said that somebody who's never worn Rabbeinu the Tefillin is a karkafta who's never put on Tefillin before, which is just quite serious. We generally think of Rabbeinu Utam as a hitter, and the Rebbe himself says in that footnote that it seems that the Alt Rebbe holds its a hitter too, so don't get too nervous, but it does sound like there are at least opinions out there that somebody who's never worn a Tam Tefillin has never put on Tefillin at all. We also saw a recurring theme in Igris, this is where we did open some letters, that a Utam gives you a leg up in Mister and uh, in Nister and, and Chassidus, whereas Rashi gives you a leg leg up in Nigla. Uh, so there's an advantage, sort of a segula wearing tefillin Rabbeinu Tam. Now, most of all, if we had to sum up the entire class in a, in a word from yesterday, we saw that the Rebbe, across both letters and Sikhas struggles with the custom that was prevalent at the time, prevalent well into the Lameds, for chasidim and Svardim to wear Rabbeinu Tam and basically nobody else, and for chasidim themselves to begin wearing Rabbeinu Tam only at age 18 or only after a wedding, only after marriage given the importance of Rebbeinu Tam, it would make sense for every boy from Bar Mitzvah age onward to Rebbeinu Rabbeinutam and for us to be publicizing this and trying to encourage the, uh, the, the Ashkenazim and everybody else in our communities to put on Rebbeinu Tam as well. And the Rebbe simply isn't seeing this v'koil and wondering why not. He's grappling with this across letters, across sichas, everywhere. Um, nonetheless, well into the Lamids, we have letters from the Rebbe telling Hasidim to only wear Rabbeinu Tam if they're keeping up with Hasidic customs, if they're going to Mikvut, they learn learning uh, One case that we saw yesterday, the Rebbe actually told somebody no, they wrote to him saying, can I put on Rabbein Tam? And the Rebbe said, you're not ready yet, you, you're not good enough at focusing on your Rashis. So despite the fact that in theory, we should be pushing Rabbeinu Tam for everybody, we see the Rebbe's not doing this well into the Lamids. So, now today we're going to talk about uh, how it all changed, where we are now, what the Rebbe's is on Tom for the masses now. Spoiler, I guess, just to get it all up front, you know, people can always log off in the middle and then miss the final message. The final message from the Rebbe is that everybody needs to be putting on Tom starting at Bar Mitzvah, starting at the same time you put on Tefillin before Bar Mitzvah. As a matter of fact, he clarified that in Memtes, it turns out. That was clarified in Memtes that needs to be started at the same time as the Nachos Tfilin, and, uh, and that this should be spread everywhere. That we should be telling our Ashkenazi friends, we should be telling our buddies in the neighborhood, we should be telling the big Lithuanian Rashi Yeshivas, and we're going to see that Rebbe himself did this in a discussion with Rebbe Meisha Feinstein. Okay, so before we do anything else, I want to focus on where it changed. It changed in the year, and changed in the year, um, Tavshin Lamid Vav. It was a sikha from Purim, Tavshin Lamid Vav. That's when the Rebbe first announced that everyone should be putting on Rebbeinu Tam Tefillin from Bar Mitzvah. That's in Tavshin Lamid Vav. So, what is that? That's uh, that's 70, 60, 66. Yes, 66. No, that'd be 76. 76. 76. That at decades. That's 1976. So 1976, prior to 1976, everything we talked about in the last class was in play. From 1976 onward, the Rebbe's was very clear. Uh, the clarification that Ravino Tam Tefillin should be worn by the time of Hanacha's Tefillin was not until Mem Tesh. You'll find that in the Sikha from Mem Tesh, Volume 2, Page 6. 32. The reason why I'm telling you these sources and not showing them to you is because the Rebbe kind of uh, gives out his hearah about Rebbein and across like seven or eight sichas, only some of them that are in easy print, some of them in typewritten print, in order to make everything significantly easy for all of us. Um, Shulchan Menachem was kind enough to collate them all in the Rebbe's Lashon, just putting them in order into a single page or two. So I thought maybe we'd read that page together because it does capture the Sicha. I'll tell you where the Sicha split, where it's talking about something from a different place. If you look up at the top of the page in front of you, Ve'er hei you know where that's from? That's the footnote from the Kote that we looked at yesterday. So looking over here, we're now in bays over here in Shulchan Menachem. This is the this is the exact Lashon of the sikha from Tavshin Laman Vav, where the Rebbe first introduced the concept of putting on a fill in for everybody. He says, Specifically, in our times, we need to Tom Tfilin that episodes of The whole point of Tfilin is that your is that your uh, your heart should be under the control of your mind. This is not just the kavanah of Tfilin; it's part of the fulfillment of Tfilin itself. This basic kavanah. The game is the tfilin. Since fillin are the object that makes this possible, that makes it possible to control your heart with your mind, that would show that if you do the chefza better, you're going to be better at the Shabbat HaLev El so uh, the Rebbe is starting off by saying that we have an advantage here, that every time we put on tefillin, we're subjugating our heart to our minds, letting our minds rule our hearts, and the better we are at tefillin, the more mehad that we are in the midst of tefillin, the more shibud we have in that regard, the more control we have, the more self-control we have is probably the best way to put it, that putting on tefillin in time should give us more self-control. Why is that important? The Rebbe says, there's never been a more important time than right now for us to be able to exercise self-control. riba, because nowadays we are steeped in <laughs> and nowadays we're steeped in secular studies and secular education in a way that we never were previously, and because of that, it is significantly more important than it ever was before for us to be able to subject our hearts to our minds. The Rebbe says nowadays we need two sets of tefillin because we need double the self control that we needed in prior generations. And what's really interesting about this is that people who are most steeped in secular studies who are from, I mean, are are least likely to put on Tevil and Dereb and the Rebbe is saying here they need it the most that if there's anybody who really needs to fill into Rabbeinu Tam, it's Yeshiva University, right? There, there, there's no place in the world that needs Rabbeinu Tam more than a place that is studying secular subjects because the Rebbe says in a world where secular subjects are so available, you need double the self-control, double the Shiba Rameyach and in order to get the double effect, you're going to need to fill into Rabbeinu Tam. So here the Rebbe is hinting at the fact that maybe people outside of Lubavitch need Rabbeinu Tam even more than those who consider themselves Lubavitchers. The Rebbe says in addition that you get a boost in the basic school of tefillin, which is that other people will be afraid of you and not hurt you. <speaking in Hebrew> certainly, this is more necessary nowadays, where uh, things are darker. <speaking in Hebrew> the saying, nowadays, there's uh, there's anti-Semitism. I don't know if it's worse than it was ever before, but it certainly isn't great, and we're we're seeing this even nowadays, an uptick in anti-Semitism. The Rebbe says that tefillin's job is to protect you, and the more tefillin you put on, the more protection you get. So the reason why he's putting out this putting out this idea now, as opposed to in prior generations, is mainly because we need it more now. Uh, whereas Tefillin, Rebender Tam, was always a hither and was always special. And according to some Shittas was always necessary, at least according to Rebender Tam. It sounds like in this generation where we have both an anti-Semitism problem and more significantly, I think, a Chachmas Chitainis problem, a secular study, secular knowledge problem, uh, it's... Crucial that we start putting on an extra set of tefillin in order to double our protection from outside influences, in order to double our protection from people who want to kill us. Now that is the Sikha from Laman Starting here, I'm sorry, I believe this is still Laman and he's not going to get into the Membez one for a second. Okay. <laughs> this is still Lamed Bav. excuse me, Lamanbove. Benegalopale. Avshibedis, <laughs> Shulafneza, Gil Shana, said, although up until now it has been the custom. That Chasidim don't start putting on tefillin until they're 18 or until they're 20. Bad lachim or after their wedding. This is the custom among Chasidim. It's and We name The Rebbe says, I have no idea why this Minik started. Uh, I just, as an aside, the, the, the Rebbe didn't exactly do anything to quell this minute, as we saw in prior letters, he himself forbade it, but the Rebbe doesn't know how the minute started. The Rebbe says, it is my firm and my clear perspective that we should be putting on Rabbeinu Tam from the time that we start wearing tefillin Derashi. That parenthesis that the Shulchan Menachem threw in there is actually from Memtes. So that's where they that's where they snuck in the Rebbe's Maskana, which is, this should not just be from the time of Bar Mitzvah, but also from the time before Bar Mitzvah that we start putting on Tefillin The Rebbe says, from this point forward, don't write to me about this. From this point forward, I'm giving everybody the answer in advance. No one needs to ask anymore whether they can put on Rebbein Do it yourself, and that's great, and you should have a a lot of blessings before putting on tefillin. Derabbanan tam. Everybody should have their own set of a rabbanan tam tefillin, so that they'll be able to put it on. just like that, right after the tefillin. Rashi. Um, he's also saying here, and he says this in a couple other sirkas, that Rebbe specifically wants us to put on our rabbanan tam tefillin immediately after Rashi, so he won't forget to put them on that day. That's also why you have to own your own set. But there is a custom, especially among those of us who've gotten a little lax over the years, in that you know we'll finish shachris and put on rabbanan later. Anybody who's ever tried that game knows that eventually. Eventually you miss it. It's not good. It is uh, The Rebbe's firm advice shows up in a couple places that we should be putting them on immediately after chakras. And he adds in this last paragraph here that uh, that along with putting on more tefillin uh, in, in quantity, there also has to be an increase in quality, that you should be focusing even more on the kavanas of tefillin, and then hopefully this will lift everybody up together. So this is in Tavshu and Vav, when the big change came and the Rebbe told us, don't bother writing to me anymore. Um, from now on, I want everybody putting on tefillin from the age of bar mitzvah. Now, the Rebbe pushed this and the Rebbe pushed this in such a way that a lot of people understood that this was a mitzvah, and I believe that they're right about that. The Rebbe wanted people to talk to other from Yidin and possibly non from too about the importance of putting on Tvilinder Abanatam. One question I'm not going to answer today because I have no idea the answer to it is why this isn't something that is a regular feature of mitzvah. why on the Mitzvah Mobiles we aren't putting on Rashi Zen times on people given that it sounds like the Tvilinder Tam is very important for that purpose. I don't know exactly, I have some theories. We're not getting into it today. What I do want to show you is a later sefer from the Rebbe. This is the Sikha from Mem Aleph, Volume Two, Page Two Eighty Three. And in uh, and in Mem Aleph, I feel like Mem Aleph might have been printed in nicer print. Can't believe I got the bad one. But in any case, here the Rebbe talks about a Rashi Shiva that he spoke to. It says he spoke to a certain Rashi Shiva, and he asked the Rashi Shiva, "Why are you not telling your students to put on tefillin?" So you see, you can read it here. It says. Uh, I was p- talking with the Serdar Rosh Hashiv, and I asked him why he hasn't been pushing Rabbeinu Tom Tefillin on his students. And he answered me that uh, if he does bring this up to them, they're going to say back that the Torah is something like 3,500 years old. It's been given about 3,500 years ago. And that uh, Rabbeinu Tom himself, he lived about a couple hundred years ago. And the Beis Yisif, he lived a little bit before that. And the Rosh Shiva himself, he himself has been living for quite a few years. And he learns with us uh, all the time. Uh, he learns with us several times a month. Uh, furthermore, maybe supplement several times a week, several times a day, and... Uh, all this time he has not uh, why all of a sudden why all of a sudden is he talking about Rabbinatam? so the Rashi says back to the Rebbe that uh has been around for a long time I've been around for a long time my students are going to say where the sudden where the sudden did your did your interest in Rabbinatam Tam Tvillin come from on the and what's the worst part says the Shiva uh, the worst part is the smile that the students will give him the way that they'll look at him and and the way that they'll smirk happily when they tell the dashesiva that they got him. So he says, I can't tell my students this because they're going to laugh at me which is just a horrible answer. The uh, Rebbe goes on to say, the Rebbe actually been talking about earlier in the Sikha about not being afraid of other people when it comes to doing mitzvahs. The first did in Shulchan Aruch is not to be embarrassed in front of others. But the Rebbe continues here, he says this is brought in Sifrei Moser. I don't know where in Sifrei Moser this is brought because the footnote doesn't tell us. So in Sifrei Moser says, that with their, with their anger, they killed a person. Says in Sifrei Moser that this means with the crinkling of a nose, with the, uh, the kremitin nose, This is where you crinkle your nose. That's bit p'am. That with the crinkle of a nose, you can kill a person. So in Tzifer and Musa, that's talking about the Nevish of the Kids and the Nefesh of Hamas, but it looks like over here that he was afraid to tell his students about Tefillin de because he was afraid they would crinkle their nose at him. And with a crinkle of a nose, you can kill somebody. So uh, the Rebbe is not happy with this answer and obviously wants this Rashi Shiva to be pushing Tefillin de which I think is evidence of the Rebbe pushing this outside of Chabad. Also, the Rebbe gives an answer to the most common question on tefillin to If you try to talk to your friends about this, especially your knowledgeable friends who are not labavachers, they will probably tell you that it is not their Minnig. It's not our Minnig to put on tefillin to The Rebbe does not accept this at all. On the Nachvet, the Taina is When it comes to the well-known Taina, I'm not going to change things because be a It's our family custom not to put on tefillin. I'm convinced uh, I need to move things over. and uh, and I didn't see it by my father, I didn't see it by my Zeda. I didn't see it by my Alta Zeda, they never put on tefillin. Uh, they never put on tefillin. So <laughs> your your fathers who didn't put on tefillin, they also didn't have a car. They also didn't have newspapers. They also didn't take uh, photographs and put those pictures inside newspapers or inside multiple newspapers. They weren't modern people. When it comes to Inyane de he says, when it comes to Inyane de and Inyane Hevel, which are what all of these Inyanim are, uh, he's very careful to make sure that he's always at the cutting edge. He always gets every minute Khadash. The new iPhone comes out, he grabs it immediately. He doesn't worry about Minagavisina Biadenu. When it comes to Hebba, when it comes to Roshos, people are very excited about the newest, latest thing. When it comes to Tam, suddenly you go, oh, I'm old-fashioned, Minagavisena Biadenu. And the Rebbe completely rejects this argument. Don't tell me that it was your family custom when you're not keeping your family customs across the board. There's another Sikha where he says something equally sharp. He goes, you know, your uh, your uh, your great-great-grandparents had beards too. So maybe uh maybe put maybe put those on before you tell me you're not putting on a Tam Tefillin So the Eva's family rejects the Minagavisina Biadenu. Discussion. Based on this, Siddhim did go out and try to convince other people to put on a banner Tom Tefillin. The most famous example of this is the Spritzer. Does do people here know the Spritzer? I don't. But uh the Spritzer was one time on an airplane and uh and he was sitting next to a Frum Yid and he asked me, You want to learn a little Torah together, which by the way. There's a chassidim. We feel like it's our job always to be on Mifzein, which it is. But in addition to that, if you find yourself on an airplane near, near a Frum yid, that means you should be learning terra with that Yid, not just finding the non-Frum yid and the put on. So this is a good chassid. So he says you want to learn some Torah together. It turns out this is Rav Mesha Tendler. turns out this is Rav Mesha Feinstein's son-in-law, Rav Mesha Tendler, who lived in Munzi, Rav Mesha Tendler, who died recently, uh, who, who I learned under. I learned, I learned under him. So um, a personal connection. Okay, so he's learning with Rav Tendler. He tells Rev Tendler, you know, the Rebbe has been pushing, uh, checking mezuzahs. He's been pushing things like this and that. And he tells of Tendler about them. Rev Tendler becomes interested and tells him, fine, you can check our mezuzahs. Because of that, he made a connection with him. And later on in Laman Bav, when the Rebbe came out with this Rabbeinu Tam Sicha, the Rav Herschel Spritzer went to Rav Tendler and said, I want to talk to Rav Mesha about maybe getting you guys to all start with Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin. Rav Tendler didn't think it was going to go over, but he met with Rav Mesha. And Rav Mesha said that he would do it if it was to his specifications, but he wanted everything to go through the Rebbe. He wanted the Rebbe to choose the safer, He wanted Ksav Beis Yesef, which is the Minagashkinaz, oddly enough. And uh, and there was nobody willing to write a Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin nowadays. Good luck getting Ksav Beis Yesef and Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin. They're hard to find. He wanted a bunch of interesting conditions on how exactly he wanted it written, a laundry list of ways he wanted it done, and, uh, he t- and uh, Herschel Spritzer ran back to the Rebbe and told him this. The maskiros woke Rav Eliezer Zerkin at midnight to arrange this. They called him to the, they called him to 770 at midnight, says that Rav Meshe wants Rabbeinu Tamteville and the Rebbe trusts only you, you go and take care of this. However, they forgot to tell him what time he was supposed to meet Rav Mesha. We know this from an interview in Kfar Chabad that Rav Tendler gave. Rav Tendler says that the following morning at six o'clock in the morning, he knocks on Rav Mesha's door, which is when he used to go to see his father-in-law and he sees the Levavitcher sleeping on the floor in the hallway outside Rav Mesha's front door he says to him, what are you doing sleeping there? And he says, I was told to come to Rav Mesha, but I didn't want to wake him up too early, I didn't know what time he wakes up, so I've just been sitting here all night. So finally, they let him in, he arranged with, uh, with Rav Mesha exactly how to write the Rebbeinatam Tefillin, and uh, a week later, Rav Mesha had his Tefillin, and this was specifically organized by the Rebbe. So uh, in that, immediately um, after he received the Tefillin, Rav Mesha wrote a long letter to the Rebbe describing his relationship with the Rebbeinatam and how important it was to him that he finally had a set. And uh, that letter is incredibly long. I showed this off at the beginning of this year. It is, uh, it's out of print as far as I can tell. Oh, never mind. It's not out of print. You can find it in the Nation. So, you can find the letter in Igoris Mesha. The Rebbe's response is what's out of print. The letter is in Igoris Mesha. It's in volume six. I forget what page, but if you ask me on the WhatsApp group, I'll tell you. It is printed in the Sefer Shut Menachem Mesha Nafshi. It's also printed in Shemin Sasa Mechaverecha. I think you can find it there. But it's in Igoris Mesha. It's long. It's a long letter. Uh, I read through it. I want to just give you some of the highlights from the letter that Rebbe Mesha wrote. The Rebbe, the Rebbe Mesha writes that when I was notified that the uh, that the great Goen is promoting Trillin of Rabin Tam, I thought that it was important that I should write down how grateful I am and also my reasoning in agreeing to put them. On too, he says, when I used to live in the old country, I had a Mahuder set of Rabinu fill, and I put it on every day after Davening, says says, I used to do it. And when I came to America for a little while, I found a good set. But after a while, he says he was unable to get a set that he felt was reliable. And he stopped for something like 50 years. He tells a whole long story of how he started, how he stopped, how he wished he could have done it again. And he said, now recently I was notified in the name of the Rebbe that he has an expert cipher who can take care of my needs, so I do the parshas exactly the way I want, said this is an incredible thing, I can finally fulfill the mitzvah the way that my minig always was. The Rebbe wrote back to this letter, and this is, as far as I know, completely out of print. I was unable to find this letter anywhere, except for this old book on my shelf that I think I've never opened before. So this Ashkach Ashkacha that I've been sitting on for 15 years that I bought this book ago and never opened it. The Rebbe did write back to the Mesh, it is not printed in Igris. So since this is an Igris, year, of course, we are going to end up with a letter from the Rebbe. Here is a letter from the Rebbe, where the Rebbe writes back to Rav Meisha after arranging his and forum and after receiving this letter from Rav Meisha Feinstein. The Rebbe writes, after saying hello, is that up Kibalti? Uh, the Rebbe says that I've received now a second letter from Rav Mesha And I don't know what the first one was I think the first one was where he was requesting the Tefillin perhaps And the second one was this long letter I told you about the printing I want to start with Zerizus to uh, thank you for all of the brachas And all of the greetings that you sent me It's all over the place in the Torah Then anybody gives a bracha called Rav Remember that year. Look at that. He does his classic. Thank you for your brachas. You're going to get even more back for giving them to me. And he says, you'll find this in Masachas Brachas. He brings him out. You should have long life and good Years it says I also really appreciated your letter. In that letter, the parts that I didn't read to you are a back and forth halachically on the inyanim of tefillin. So the Meisher wrote this letter to The Rebbe. That's probably why they printed Niggas Meisher. It has a lot of halacha in it. So the Rebbe is thanking him for his tera that he put in that maskana But again, the Meisherav and I'm thanking you for your maskana, which is that people should be putting on Rebbeinu Tam tefillin. So uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the maskana that the Meisher reached. Indeed, this is printed in Niggas Meisha, So I wonder if his students because the letter with him is supporting it is clearly there. Certainly somebody puts on tefillin, God pays them back in kind, specifically by giving them very long years. <speaking in Hebrew> which is found in Menachas memdaled. The Rebbe is just throwing him specifically when it comes to the arm, which is right next to the heart and the Reish, which is next to the mind. Chabad uh, He gives him a bracha that because he now has a better set of tefillin, an additional set of tefillin, that allows him to connect to both his heart and his mind, that he should be an even better pesik, and then he'll be able to lasukishmaitzalibatahilchasa a bracha that was certainly fulfilled in who was arguably the pesikador, the the of the Rebbe's holy signature. So what we have from the second half today what we started discussing today, and what we have finished off with our Indian of Rabbin Tam tefillin is that. The Rebbe sort of grappled with the idea of having everybody making a mitzvah, Rebbeinu Tam for everybody starting at the age of our mitzvah up until the year Tavshin Lamed Vav. In Lamed Vav, the Rebbe released a sicha explaining why he felt that it was time now specifically, specifically because of the darkness of Golis, because we're surrounded by more secular influences and because we're sometimes in more physical danger, but now was the right time to really be pushing Tefillin and Rebbe In response to this, people bothered the Rebbe about it. There were Rashi Yashibu who said they were too embarrassed to talk to their students about it. There were Ashkenazim who said the we're not going to change our custom. The Rebbe had answers to both of them that were quite convincing and the Rebbe didn't just talk about it. The Rebbe himself was involved in this mitzvah, specifically with the Pesach ador, encouraging Rav Mesha Faisen to adopt Philander Tam, something that Rav Mesha was very grateful for, and printed a letter in response to, in which the Rebbe, in turn, responded to with with significant brachas. Okay, that's it. Yeah. So bottom line, we're supposed to, to, we're supposed to get people to put on Rabbeinu Tom. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's clearly a mitzvah to get people to put on Rabbeinu Tfillin. Um, I have a theory that the reason why we don't do this on um, mitzvah tanks, if you're curious, the reason why we don't do this widely to non-Ferum is because the Rebbe does say in a lot of places that he doesn't want anybody starting Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin unless they have a set and will never miss a day. There's a real strong idea once you start to not stop, whereas Tefillin Dadashi is sort of a one-off mitzvah that you can get away with. It sounds like Rabbeinu Tam is supposed to be a permanent thing. So I, I think that the mifzah for Rabbeinu Tam is only for people who are shy to getting a set and wearing it every day. But if somebody's shy to getting a set and wearing it every day, yeah, we should be talking to everybody about it. So there's no, mif- there's, there's, there's no mifzah to, um, to get a frum yid to put it on once? You could think the Mufarsham would say that, a, that they're a karkafta until they do. You would think maybe, yeah. But in the, in the footnote from the Rebbe where he says that it's clearly not the Alta Rebbe Shita that they're a karkafta, that would sort of settle it from our perspective. The Rebbe says it's very clear the Alta Rebbe doesn't hold that someone has never put Rabbeinu Tam on as a karkafta. So uh, given that that's our maskana, I, I don't think there's any Indian to get somebody to put on Rabbeinu Tam to fill in once. But it does seem there's a strong union to encourage people to put the to get somebody to put it on permanently. Um it's interesting because I know in the in some specific circles only family like directly related to their rebels put it on. I have somebody that I provide services for in New Square, a few people, and they do it. They put on Rabbeinu Tam, but only because they're direct related to the Rebbe over there or something like that. And they only put it in in the afternoon, right before a or something. Just, just interesting too. I, I, thought, I thought most Hasid uh, most Hasidim do uh, put it on after they get married. That could be true. But apparently in your square they do it a little differently. He's referring to people that are, that are not yet married. Not yeah, yet, buffers buffers are not enough enough. married yet? Yeah. Ah. Yes. Hi, day, everybody. One day. more comment I have is that on um, the story that you said about Ramosha. And the Tefillin, So I heard that story from his grandson directly, and it's almost word for word what you said. And actually, his grandson, who lives at Muncie, wears those Rabbin and every single day. Really? The same? He has yeah. Wow. Mord- Mordecai really? Tandler, Tandler has the Rabbin and Tom and he wears them every single day. That is amazing. The amazing. That is amazing. He told me that himself. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, he has them, so it's a good story. Except he said the story with him. He said that he was bringing his grandfather in the morning and and, and he saw the just sleeping on the floor. But ah. whatever. In, Everybody in, can take credit. Talk about the, Magazine, I believe was it was Ramesha Temler who was in the interview. I wonder now if I misread it and it was Mordechai Temler. I, I think it was Ramesha right. in the interview. It's all good. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.